City Rev Life podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Rebecca. This is Roby, and we're continuing in our series about how to leverage conflict to make a healthy marriage. Today, we're specifically going to talk about four ways to prepare for healthy conflict in your marriage and to not shy away from it, not to see it as an intimidating thing, but as a way to leverage it to ultimately bring about in your marriage what you really want. Yeah. And so I think as we're growing in this idea that conflict is not just something to avoid and not something that's wrong, then we are actually, as much as it's not fun, we're actually looking for those moments when they come up to faithfully walk through conflict because we realize it's for our own personal health and growth Mm -hmm. and the health of our relationship. And so here's what that sometimes means. Sometimes we just fall into conflict. And in fact, that might be how it happens most of the time. You know, I mean, it's like in marriage, I've heard a lot of couples, I know we've experienced this too, where it's like, I thought we were just ordering pizza. Now we all of a sudden have this huge conflict. We're not speaking to each other. You know, it's just like sometimes we fall into it. But as we're starting to leverage conflict, a new dynamic changes where now we see maybe internally, you know what? I think there's a conversation that we need to have. There's, Mm -hmm. we need to clear the air about something. And so now we're intentionally walking into those rather than just letting things boil up and then kind of exploding on each other. And so what we want to talk about is as you see those conflicts coming on the horizon, Mm -hmm. here are four things you can do to prepare. You've got a conversation. You're like, Oh boy, I know this is going to be hard. I don't want to have this conversation. But here are four things you can do to prepare for that. And uh, before we jump into those four things, those four takeaways, I think this is so important biblically. I'm thinking of Proverbs 12, 3. It says this, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Mm. I think if you've been married longer than seven minutes, (laughs) you know the truth of that. You're like, as soon as you say something, you're like, yeah, that's not going to go well. And Mm. so... There's great proverbial wisdom in all areas of life, but especially in marriage. We want to not just go into conflict where we just going with all this emotion and and all of a sudden we say things we regret and the conversation breaks down. We want to go in with intentionality. We want to be prepared. And so let's walk through that. And so here are four things as you're preparing for conflict because you're wanting to use it to grow in in your marriage and and grow your relationship together. So you've got a tough conversation on the horizon. First one is utilize affirmation. Yeah. So this one, you know, would be beneficial for it to be a regular part of your rhythm as a married couple. Mm. Thinking about it like this, you've got this bank account and you're constantly depositing chips into your relationship bank account. And so you're using words of affirmation, you know, verbal praise to affirm your spouse, the things that they do, run of the mill stuff that has nothing to do with your conflict, you know, of, Hey, you do this really well, or thank you for doing that, or super helpful when this or that happens, just constantly depositing those chips because we've got our love tanks and we need them to be filled so that when we do have to, um, maybe in the moment, whether it's hopefully intentionally planned, but sometimes it catches us off guard and we have to speak in the moment of, Hey, we got to change course quickly. And I got to jump on this fast. 
we're almost like depositing or withdrawing trip chips right. from our, that bank account because it's it feels hard, right? It's like, oh, this is sticky. This isn't fun. It doesn't have the warm, fuzzy feelings. Um, but we're able to take a withdraw from that account knowing that, of course, my spouse loves me. Of course, I'm right. safe and secure in the context of this relationship. So we're going to regularly deposit chips into that bank account to let our spouse know, hey, I love you no matter what. We are safe in the context of our relationship. When these hiccups come along in the road of life, we are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's That's so important. I mean, we could spend an entire uh, episode just on the importance of just verbally, verbally affirming each other um, and then the dangers of letting your spouse get get low tanks on verbal affirmation because then someone else may come along mm. and verbally affirm. And mm. so um, we want to be regularly verbally affirming um, as a habit. But then even within the conflict, mm-hmm. there can be a moment uh, where you can verbally affirm. We talk about the Oreo. You've probably heard this before. We've even talked about this on, on the weekends, the Oreo. Um, and this can be really stale and forced, but it can also be very sincere and life-giving mm-hmm. where you start with an affirmation at the beginning. You deliver uh, how, you're, how you're hurt or maybe something that uh, you're seeing in someone's life, and then you end with an affirmation on the other side. And so even it, it's if that's the only time there's affirmation, that's going to be a point of resentment. Right. But if there's a regular pattern of affirmation in that marriage, then you're building that deposit. You know where you stand. You mm-hmm. you know how much you, you cherish each other. You respect each other, admire each other. Then when that's going to make all uh, conflicts, it's going to help it go yes, better because absolutely. that you don't want the only thing that you communicate to your spouse about how you feel about them to be conflict. Mm. That's a disaster. That makes that makes those things really deep blows. And so first thing as you're preparing for conflict is something you can do every single day, even if there's not a conflict on the horizon. Yep. Uh, because you know you just can't see it and there is going to be one on the horizon um, that that utilizing affirmation is so, so important in marriage. So maybe even now be thinking about what's something I can affirm in my spouse mm. that I can just speak life into, their, into them. Um, but the second one is also important. It's timing is yeah. key. So that's important because... You talked about earlier, gosh, if there's a conversation that we just need to have that's on the horizon, a lot of times we all feel like that's a bad thing because we don't want to do it. And so we shy away from it. And then what ends up happening? Time goes by, it stockpiles with more and more and more stress. And then all of a sudden Mm. we're ordering pizza and (laughs) we're not really fighting about the pizza. We're not fighting about the pizza, but it's it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. And so that conflict chose the time when we mm. had that conversation as opposed to being able to lovingly be in control of the timing of that. And we don't want our anger to be in the driver's seat of those conflicts, right? We want to have a fully developed frontal lobe that's in the driver's seat that's able to exercise good judgment, good analysis, disarm our fears, which we've talked about before. We want that to be in the driver's seat of those conversations. So timing is key. Being able to pick a time that says, hey, we need to talk about this. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be a big deal. We don't need to you know, go into it right now. But being able to say, hey, I love you so much that I want to discuss this for the sake of our marriage. And framing it mm-hmm. like that, this is for our best interest. This is for your best interest. I love you this much that 
I, I don't want this to go on any further. So being able to even frame it like that, um, setting up a time to talk, the element of surprise is not conducive to having That's a good. really healthy conversation, mm-hmm. right? No one likes to feel caught off guard because as soon as you feel caught off guard, what happens? That stress center takes over and we're going to self-preservation mode. So being able to set that time up, um, whether it's even, I know that sounds silly, but um, a, a phone call or a text message or an email, just being able to say, hey, can we get this on the calendar as, you know, as disarming as possible? So it doesn't feel like, okay, we're all going in the pressure cooker here. Um, it's going to be a, a very uncomfortable, unpleasant situation. No, let's set a time up just like we would set a time up to go on a date or to talk about um, our finances or talk about our kids. We want to be just as intentional and um, disarming those fears going into conversations about our relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what happens in when it comes to conflict, if we're avoiding it, we wait till our emotions and our anger is the driving force Mm -hmm. for the conversation. I love what you said. We don't want anger to pick the time for that conversation. And so there's this, there's this balance of the Bible uh, saying, don't be quick to speak, but it also says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. And Mm -hmm. so there's this balance there where, um, I maybe need to take a beat before you, you know, if you're, if you're angry, like this might not be the best time, you know? And so maybe take a minute, but also once your anger subsides, it's so easy to say, all right, I'm, mm. I'm just going to leave it alone. I don't want to do this. I, I hate these conversations. But somewhere in between mm-hmm. keeping that short list and not letting the sun go down on your, on your anger and um, being slow to speak, somewhere in between there, it's an art, not a science, mm. is where you need to set up the time. I, I think it's so wise not to spring it on someone and understand what that person is. If that person's in a, if this is like a, um, like a really stressful moment for them, or if it's like right there, it's not a good time to talk, be thoughtful and schedule a time to talk and schedule it where it's not that finally the one time you got alone on your date night, mm. it's where you unload all your conflict. That's the time for friendship and romance and, and to cultivate and give all that affirmation back. And so be intentional to schedule that time. Mm. Timing is key. So utilize affirmation. Timing is key. Yeah. And the next one is clear is kind. Yes. So being very clear is kind. Um, and so there's a couple things that we mean by that. One is when you're sorting through what it is that it is upsetting to you, being able to vent that to the Lord ultimately, because he can handle mm-hmm. the 15 point outline <laughs> that you have against <laughs> your spouse. Not that I You've never done have that, ever had, had that. No, point, no, 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 no. Um, no, but if, when we, when we vent it out with the Lord, whether you're a journaler, whether you're a verbal processor, <clears throat> whatever tools that God has given you, he wants you to <clears throat> offload that on him. Mm-hmm. He can ultimately handle it. And he's like your, your safeguard, your filter where you can he can handle the unfiltered version of that so that when you do Mm -hmm. prepare something for your spouse, it's not 10 things, it's not 15 things. You've really dwindled it down. Well, it's just really one or two things. And let me, you know, not sort it out with my spouse there. And and then there was this, and then there was this. No, no, no. We've already done a lot of that legwork to save and protect our Mm -hmm. spouse from being able to hear all of the loose ends that we're trying to tie together and and work on that privately in your time with the Lord. And really succinctly, if you could narrow it down to one or two things Mm -hmm. that kind of come to that, being able to prepare and um, say it clearly. I think, you know, we don't, 
we don't want to sugarcoat things because we don't want to, maybe we're afraid to hurt the person's feeling. I think feelings, I think that's important to say it in a way that is kind, but also if you, we don't want to mislead someone in a way that they don't understand ultimately mm-hmm. what you're saying. So you're, we're wanting to use words that are clear and concise to the point that disarm the emotions and hopefully don't have all the emotions for us wrapped up in it and being able to mm-hmm. clearly and effectively communicate um, as few words as possible what you mean and in a way that's kind and effective. You know, it's interesting that I, I'm just kind of envisioning maybe some people listening. It's like, man, like, prepare for a conversation with my spouse. Like it's my spouse. I just want to have the conversation. Why do I need to stop and pray and even write down what I am? That just seems like so laborious, but I I would respond to that by saying there are so many important conversations Mm. that you would absolutely prepare for. If you are in the workplace, you'd have a meeting with maybe someone you lead or someone that leads you, or you have a meeting with to make a potential sale or whatever it is. Professionally, we would rarely go into an important meeting without preparing. And would we think that these conflict meetings with our spouse are less important that, that's what we're saying we wouldn't prepare. We would talk professionally. Like we would never go into an important meeting. We would train up someone, prepare, don't just wing it in a meeting. But this is our spouse. This is our marriage. Long, long after our, our careers have come and gone, mm. uh, we will still have someone we're sharing our life with. There is no more important person to have successful conversations, not with a boss's come and go. Um, mm. People we lead come and go. Careers come and go. But we're doing life with someone. We're becoming one with someone. Let's not be less intentional mm-hmm. in those meetings and so uh, in, in those those encounters. And so that's an important place to take to the Lord. I, I love the uh, idea that you said, Rebecca, pr- prayer and prepare. Um, this is why having that time where you get space with the Lord is so important. A lot of times what happens if someone, a husband or a wife, doesn't have that time to offload that to the Lord they end up offloading that onto a friend or a family member. And then they're venting, they're, they're dishonoring their spouse. They're not protecting their spouse. They're dishonoring their spouse um, to, to someone else. And um, that, that's, that's sad. And there may be a trusted one or two, a trusted friend sure. that each spouse has agreed that, hey, this is someone I, I'm comfortable with working through some of this stuff with. But yeah. we also want to honor and protect our spouse. So prepare with the Lord. That's ultimately one of the best places yeah. to do that. Yeah. Well, the last one we want to hit. So we've talked about uh, utilize affirmation. Timing is key. Clear is kind. The last one would be ask permission. Mm. So maybe speak a little bit to that one. Yeah, asking permission, what we mean by that is there might be some sacred ground Mm. that your spouse kind of has. You know, based on your journey with your spouse, you know maybe their past, their present, their future, the things that they struggle with, the things that they wrestle with the Lord, you know, the things from their past that they know are, are hiccups along their journey that they're still figuring out. Some of that's sacred ground, you know, and they're figuring it out with the Lord. And so you ask permission to say, Hey, I know this is such a tender topic for you. You know, when we talk about um, your kids or we talk about your relationship with your, your parents or whatnot, and there's ways that some of that is coming into play here in our present relationship. Mm. Say, I, I don't want to haphazardly stumble into something that I know already is going to put you into self-preservation mode. And so with a, a dose of empathy, validation, and foresight, being able to say, hey, 
can I ask a question that might step into territory that I know is sensitive to you regarding this topic, whatever it may be, and recognizing that that's some sacred ground that they maybe already know. Maybe they don't know, but you know as the spouse, this is a mm-hmm. common topic that we tend to um, sparks fly. And so being able to point that out lovingly, not as an accusatory way, but of saying, hey, this is something that I know you hold so dear to your heart. It's, it's unresolved pain or unresolved issues um, that maybe have even nothing to do with you as the spouse. But you mm-hmm. just know lovingly, this is a part of your journey that between you and the Lord, you're still seeking healing from. And so a lot of times our spouses are the person that the Lord has placed in our life to be the sanctifying agent (laughs) in the flesh to bring out some of those hurt moments that the Lord is ultimately saying, I want to heal you from. When you're in those moments, it's like you're operating from the stress center of your brain and the God is saying, I want to bring you fully back around to analyzing it and and living in that moment Mm -hmm. from the part of your brain that's content, that's curious, that's flexible, that's adaptable. But we can't do that without exercising some of these processes. And I'm equipping you with your spouse and seeing, and if you are the spouse, seeing your role as the opportunity to allow the Lord to use you to bring healing and to bring those life-giving words to ultimately bring that person into the full functioning frontal part of their lobe that can look at something in their past as, yes, this happened to me, but it's something that happened to me and I'm okay, as opposed to this happened to me and it's still happening to me mm-hmm. and reacting out of such a state of stress. So um, help mm-hmm. me tease that out to put yeah. that into words. No, I think that's right. And I think just the simple act of asking permission, you know, we talk about speaking the truth in love and just the simple, the simple act of saying, um, hey, uh, just gently, softly, not patronizingly, but just, hey, can I... Uh, can I ask you about this or can I speak into this or, um, and just kind of with that humility walking into some of those, uh, minefields. Sometimes if we don't, sometimes we just like, look, I'm not touching that. Cause there's going to, it's going to blow up on mm-hmm. me, but just sometimes just as you're preparing, like, how do I even have this? Maybe the first step is just simply asking permission. And mm-hmm. that is just so it's kind, it's validating, it's empathetic. Mm-hmm. It's communicating that I know you and I know that this is, this is a, a soft spot and so I think though that's just a simple way to show to show love to someone. Yeah. And so um, four things. You might have a conflict on a horizon. Hopefully we're intentionally seeing those things coming. And so um, four things. First, utilize affirmation. Let that be a regular part of your marriage, but also even in the in the conflict itself. Timing is key. That's so important. Um, clear is kind. So prayer, prayer and prepare. And last is there may be spaces that are sacred ground and you want to ask permission to go into that space. So um, hope that those four tools will help you prepare for walking through conflict in a way that is actually going to benefit your marriage and grow you as an individual and grow each of you and, and grow and deepen in your relationship. And we pray that God uses that. Hope that this was a blessing to you and we'll see you next time on the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.